everybody welcome into the fellowship i am so excited to pop off part two of dating in the pandemic i know y'all excited because part one had came out and disciples was on facebook and instagram dming me like when part two coming when is part two coming (laughs) i'm just trying to let everybody hear part one first (laughs) so i put out the sneak peek and of course that one was popping after letting a disciple hear the sneak peek, he made sure to let me know exactly what he felt felt about Sarah. I was like, oh, you going in on her. <laughs> he, he felt some kind of way about Sarah. And I could understand his point of view and his argument in that thing. But we are going to set the record straight about many things here. This is the infamous entanglement. You have Abraham, um, who is married to Sarah. Then you have Hagar, who is Sarah's handmaiden, aka her personal slave. And there is so much going on in here. And we are going to talk about it because you may find that you are an Abraham in a situation or Sarah in a situation or even Hagar herself. Because in dating, um, we find ourselves in many different positions depending on the person that we're dating. Um, I saw a quote today on Facebook that different women bring out a different side of a man and different men bring out a different side of a woman. And it's true. It's very true. Um, (laughs) Because, you know, when you're dating someone, they could be abusive to you but the next person that they date, they're not. And and so we have to look at our side, our point of view. What is your motivation 
in dating. And it goes back to the habits as well. And your patterns, what are you attracting? What um, characteristics do you have that you may need to work on? Um, you may be overly submissive and dating a taker is very dangerous for you. So <laughs> you, you really want to check and make sure that you're compatible with the person that you're dating. But before we get any deeper into this uh, biblical love triangle, I want to give you some prayer requests to praise reports. And I have quite a few now. They're every day on Facebook. I put up a post. I'm up any prayer requests. And some days there are like so many and other days, none. (laughs) People just like the status, but nobody actually puts in a request. But People who like the status, the hearted and all of that, I pray for them as well. So I count them as praise, as prayer requests. So here are a few from prayer requests to praise report. Number one, uh, I had a, a disciple who was definitely afraid of the doctor and because of trauma from childhood. And so she asked me to pray that she would be calm, that she would be okay at the dentist, that she was having these procedures and that she would come out okay. And God answered that prayer the same day. She made sure to reach out to me and tell me that it was like the smoothest dental appointment that she had ever had. And once she got in the chair and she was totally relaxed and they gave her the numbing and the procedure went well. So we praise God for that praise report. Another one, there was a disciple and she went blind in her eye. It just came upon her one day um, and she could not see out of one of her eyes. Now with this situation, you know, some things, you know, you can just pray for. Other times you have to add supplication. That means prayer and something else, something to supplement it. So in this case, I prayed um, over the phone with her and then I made sure that when I was in her town, that I went personally to see her. I brought my oil. I anointed her eye. I prayed again and I declared that she would be okay and that it wasn't what she thought it would be. Sometimes you got to stay off of WebMD because WebMD will make you think something is something that it is not. And, you know, I used to Google all the time WebMD when I didn't have insurance. And I'm telling you, everything by the end of it, you think you're dying. So (laughs) go see a physician. Okay, Stay off of WebMD because according to WebMD, everything you got is killing you. Okay, so. I went, I prayed for her, anointed her eye with the oil, and I left it at that. And three days later, she called me and told me that she could see. I listen to God be the glory. I am but a vessel. And, and you know, Holy Spirit runs this podcast and Holy Spirit runs my life. So I just did what 
Holy Spirit told me to do. And I'm excited about that. And you should get excited about that. Number one, the first praise report lets you know that he will calm your fears. Number two, this second praise report lets you know that healing is in the atmosphere. I urge you all, if you have a prayer request, to send me a voice message. If you are following me on Instagram, TikTok, um, Clubhouse, YouTube, drop your praise, your prayer request so we can get you a praise report. And I have one more prayer request to praise report, but I'm going to save that one for the end because that one is a mighty one. Uh, It happened today, actually. And when I heard it, when I saw it, I've been running around my house. I've been screaming. I've been dancing. I've been shouting. I've been crying. I'm going to keep it real with you because I love you disciples. And when you go through, I go through too. I am an interactive intercessor. And so I praise God that Holy Spirit uh, unctioned me to start keeping track of the praise reports because man, it makes a difference when you can see how God is moving. So I want you all to get ready and stay ready. And I want you to prepare yourself as we go further in this uh, multi-layered entanglement. And I want you to think about who you are in the situation. You could be all three because there are times where you may got a little Abraham in you and other times you got a little Hagar. So <laughs> I want you to be encouraged. Get ready, stay ready because we about to get deep and we going to pop off in this word. Let's get this bread.
right, disciples, let's get into some background first. Um, first of all, we have to set the record straight that Hagar was not Abraham's side chick, okay? She wasn't a side chick. She was actually his second wife that his first wife chose for him, okay? They were in a polygamous relationship. Now, let's tackle polygamy very briefly because that's not the point of this particular <laughs> episode, but we can talk about it. Um, polygamy in biblical times is different than this so-called polygamy that's floating around in this generation, okay? This generation is not observing true polygamy. What we're doing, I'm just saying we, I'm not doing it, but <laughs> what they are doing, you're calling having multiple partners who know about each other a polygamous relationship. That's not polygamy. It's not. Polygamy involves marriage, number one, okay? What you have is side pieces, okay? Let's look at the definition of polygamy. It's the practice or custom of having more than one wife or husband at the same time. Now, there are many states in America that outlaw that. It's against the law for you to have a polygamous relationship. And then there's a couple of states that's like, do you? So... <laughs> A true polygamous relationship involves marrying each new partner, okay? And polygamy goes both ways. You can have, uh, you could be the husband with multiple wives, or you can be the wife with multiple husbands, okay? Secondly, it's about providing and a basis of family and continuing the family structure, aka the bloodline. So the purpose is to have children. Okay, multiples of children. And in this case, uh, when the children came along is when the problems popped off. Uh, I have a friend who declares that he practices polygamy and he was upholding uh, many of the biblical customs, uh, except for the marriage part, he was providing. He had a whole roof over their head, provided them with spending cash and all of that. But that second one tend to be the, the handful, which caused the whole, whole thing to shatter. And now he's like, I ain't doing that no more. <laughs> so let's, let's be real about what it was. So Sarah... Uh, God came, the angel of the Lord came and told Abraham at the time his name was Abram um, that he would have a son and that Sarah or at that time Sarai would give him a child. Now this is funny because they're like in their 80s, okay? They're old and let your grandma and them have a baby. <laughs> Come on now. So Sarah, when she overhears eavesdropping in a conversation, she laughs and the angel of the Lord heard her. And, you know, she denied, no, I didn't laugh that kind. I didn't laugh. But she had a question, would I have pleasure? Like, okay, I'm going to have this baby, God says, but am I going like, to have sex to have it? Am I going to have pleasure to have it? Or is this going to be a, a miracle I wake up and I'm pregnant? Like, she wanted the details. So 
as time goes on after the declaration prophecy proclamation goes forth and there's no baby Sarah decides that she gonna help God out all right let me tell everybody if God has declared something over your life um, he don't need your help to make it come to pass now if he gives you instructions now follow that but if he didn't ask for your help just stay out of grown folks business you know (laughs) he said it shall be done just believe trust and believe while you're waiting for it to be done she couldn't wait impatient don't that sound like us disciples you've been waiting on something for so long and it feels like it's not gonna come to pass so you try to do things and put it in your hands but every time you touch it you mess it up put it back in God's hands so she decides to take the matter in her own hands and she decides to take her handmaiden or her personal servant and give her to her husband uh-huh she chose her <laughs> she chose Hagar for Abram and so a- Abram he's like okay sure whatever you say Sarah and everything was cool until Hagar got pregnant and then when she got pregnant you know Sarai was in her feelings and she became jealous because now the second wife has something that the first wife couldn't couldn't give him, a baby. Even though God said, you shall have a baby. And so she had to deal with the consequences of her choices. And then Hagar, um, you know, she's getting bigger and Sarah getting bitter. And she goes to Abram and is like, look, get rid of this lady. Get rid of her. I made a mistake. Get rid of her. And Abram's like, do what you want. You know, you made the decision to bring her into our marriage. You decide how to do it. And she just started being, dealing with her very harshly. Now imagine Sarah's the employee, the employer and Hagar is the employee. So she's making everything difficult for Hagar. Hagar runs away. All right. She's like, I ain't got to deal with this. Um, I'm, I'm out. Then the angel of the Lord tells her to go back. And she goes back and then miracle happens. Now Sarah gives birth to a son. And when uh, Hagar's son, Ishmael, is about, I think he's 14 years old, when um, Isaac is born, now Sarah decides she don't want the son around. She got to look at this heir to joint heir to the throne, the the Abraham throne, because you know he's the father of many nations, and she's looking at the firstborn who she didn't birth, and, and she feels some kind of way that the second wife's son, because according to biblical times, would have a greater uh, importance and inheritance. He'd have the first picking of everything, and she's like, get rid of him and and her. Now, Hagar ain't did nothing, ain't said nothing. <laughs> She's just living her life. And so Abraham decides, okay, I'll tell them to go. He gives them food. He gives them the essentials. And she te- he tells Hagar to be on her way. So Hagar leaves now. And she's out in the wilderness with her baby. And she feels like they're going to die. 
I mean, the wilderness. There's no water. There's no land to cover, no trees and things. But she comes across uh, a bush and she lays her baby down. She does a Brenda got a baby thing. Okay, so that was Bible before Tupac ever wrote it. She takes her baby, she puts him under the the bush, and then she walks away. Because she's like, we're going to die in this wilderness, but I can't watch my my son die. Then the angel of the Lord comes back, and he brings an oasis. And she fills up the water jug and gives it to her baby. And then the angel of the Lord declares over her life that her son will also have a great nation after him because he is the firstborn of Abram, a.k.a. Abraham. And that's where it is. And that's where we left off, (laughs) with Hagar, okay? So many things happen after that, but we're just dealing with the dynamic of Abram, a.k.a. Abraham, Sarai, a.k.a. Sarah, and Hagar. Because there's a whole nother dynamic when it comes to the children interacting with each other. You know, blended families. (laughs) So, I want you all to get excited. I want you all to think about these things. Because sometimes in relationships, we make decisions that destroy the relationship that cause friction, that cause harm. In the beginning, you know, everything sounds good, but then once it plays out, you realize you made a bad choice. And there's a lot going on in this dynamic. And I want to look at it from each side. And I want you to ask yourself or to think about, are you Abram, are you Sarai, or are you Hagar? And it's deep, it's real deep. Listen, disciples, I love this podcast and I love each and every one of you. And if you like this podcast and you want to support us, there are three ways that you can do so. Number one, go to anchor.fm and click on listener support. I would greatly appreciate it. Second way, go to teespring.com and search the Fellowship of Disciples and you can get something that you like. And for the next 30 days, you can use promo code fellowship and get a percentage off of your total purchase. Number three, you can like, follow, or share. Go share this podcast with somebody. Run and tell somebody what's going on in the fellowship. Also, you can like the Facebook page. You can follow me on Instagram, evangelist.andy, or you can subscribe to my YouTube page. Just search Evangelist Andy. You need to get ready and stay ready, disciples, because you never know where I'll pop up and pop off this season. All right, disciples, let's get ready to pop off. It's time to address each and every person, whether you are Abraham, Sarah, or Hagar. Let's deal with the Abrahams first. First of all, Abraham, you must trust 
God. If God has told you something in your romantic life, your personal life, in any area of your life, you must trust what he said because God's word will not return to him void. That means it ain't going to be empty. It shall fulfill everything it sets out to accomplish. So if God said, don't date this person, don't you date him. If he said, be patient, you better wait. Uh, he's not a man that he should lie. Now, what the problem is with Abraham, number one, he, although he knew what God said, he didn't trust it because it shouldn't have been that easy for Sarah to convince him to take a second wife. He should have said, uh, no, baby, we're going to trust God. He said, you would give me the son. So we just going to wait for you to give me the son. But instead he just went along with uh, her insecurity and took on this second wife, Abraham, trust God. And Abraham doesn't have to be a man because some women, you Abraham too, you got a problem trusting God, what he said, who he said, where he said to go, where he said not to go. And, and so we must not only hear and listen because let he who have ears to hear, let him hear what the spirit saith to the church, but faith cometh by hearing and hearing from the word of God. God's word shall fulfill everything that he said it would. If he said that you would start a business, listen, God will connect you with the person that knows how to write grants. And then he'll connect you with the person who works at the office for you to submit your LLC. God will make a way. He does not need anything from us, but for us to have faith in him. He needs us to believe. He needs us to trust. And he needs our actions to align with our own words. Because we could say we believe all day. Listen, a lot of people was preaching, teaching, shouting faith. I believe in God. I trust God. I, I believe God. Can't nobody tell me nothing about God. And then 2020 came and um, yeah, crickets. They were silent. Where was all that loud faith? You have to have faith not only in times of good, but also, or should I say, especially in times of bad. Now, listen, patience is a virtue. We <laughs> and, and anything that God is making you wait for, trust me, it's going to be worth it. And so, Abraham, just hold on to what God says, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what other people say it's going to be. Trust what God said. I'm done with Abraham. <laughs> done with him. But let's look at Sarah. Um, many of us have suffered from the Sarah syndrome. Uh in your younger days, you could pull them like nobody else. In your younger days, you could you didn't even have to say anything. You could just look at a man or look at a woman and they would come hither. But now in your old age, your swag is not what it used to be. You're feeling the insecurity of, you know, you look different, you sound different, you act different, people treat you different. And so therefore, when she encountered this um, insecurity that she had of being barren, she tried to find her own solution. Now, I'm gonna tell Sarah, just like I told Abraham, 
You need to trust God because she was there. She heard the word from the angel of the Lord. She was eavesdropping in the conversation. Now that you heard the word that the angel of the Lord has said, you need to trust it. Listen, I have heard many a story of women who have been barren, unable to bear children or had no luck in love. And then, then, and then, listen, that's the key in the sentence. It doesn't matter what happens before. It's the and then part. Or if it's not an and then for you, it's a but God situation. She she had a problem. She didn't feel as secure in her older age um, because she wasn't able to give her husband something that I feel every wife desires to give her husband. And that's offspring, that's children, that's uh, a firstborn son, a son or a daughter to carry on the bloodline, carry on the family name. And, And so she felt, you know, less of a woman. And so she decided in her solution to look around and she she thought she found somebody that not only could fulfill the void that she couldn't fill, but to also provide or or still be in charge. See, that's one of the things of the polygamous marriage. That first wife has the power. All the other wives, y'all might get a, a couple of benefits, but that first wife gets the prize do you hear me (laughs) because even if you're in an illegal uh polygamous marriage when the husband dies or that wife with multiple husbands dies it's the first one that gets all the benefits that's the insurance that's all of that (laughs) listen if you're gonna be a number be number one do you hear me listen jealousy set up in sarah Listen, Sarah, you ain't got to be jealous of any other woman. And if you a man having a Sarah moment, you ain't got to be jealous of any other man. You got to trust and be secure in your own vibe. You got to trust and be secure in your own swag. Just because it's not flowing like it used to doesn't mean it stopped flowing. You have to learn how to grow as you get older mature in a sense Um, you have to also own your decisions she made the decision to choose this woman to come into her marriage to come into her bedroom so you have to be able to take responsibility for the choices that you make once you take responsibility for your choices then you must alter your actions listen to me when i say that don't just own what you did was wrong and then stay the same and still make the same bad decisions you have to alter your actions you must learn from your mistakes otherwise you you'll be insane Uh, making the same moves expecting a different outcome that's insanity listen you must be sane Sarah after you take responsibilities uh, do self correction um, make the adjustment make the apologies uh, make the repentance to God that if you've been disobedient to his word there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry or let me not say that nothing wrong with saying I apologize there you go (laughs) 
Because I had a teacher that used to say, never say you sorry, but do apologize. So <laughs> take the apology. Do as David did in Psalms 51. He sincerely repented. And repentance is that dumping apology where you just admit everything that you have done wrong. But it's not too late for you, Sarah. You can transform. You can be renewed. You can be revived. And you can be forgiven. You may have made some decisions in your relationship that your partner doesn't even know about. Own it. Come clean. Get clean on the inside and clean on the outside. Do you hear me? It's not too late, Sarah. Listen. <laughs> Trust me, I done been Abraham. I done been Sarah. And, and there have been times where I have been Hagar. Now, Hagar, despite what many people may have taught you or what you've heard about her she trusted God every time she heard uh, the word of God from the angel of the Lord not only did she listen to it but she followed through with what God said Hagar had faith even though she was perceived as being uh, you know the side chick she was a wife okay she was the second wife uh, and and she was submissive she was you don't hear her um, saying nagging Abraham you don't hear her doing that in the Bible story, you need to read it. Read it, because it'll open up your mind. And <laughs> but what she did was she did as God told her to. When she ran away, the angel of the Lord told her to go back. Go back. Because you have nothing to be ashamed of. You are honorable. You have um, honored your relationship. You have honored your master. In this sense, it was uh, Sarah, even though she was bitter and jealous and treating her bad. Let God deal with that. You just keep doing what God says. You have to trust him. Those of you who are seeking relationships, not just a boyfriend, girlfriend, not just home and love a friend. I mean, marriages long-lasting marriages you must adhere and welcome God into your marriage ahead of time while you are waiting patiently patiently waiting act like you are already a wife act like you're already a husband so then when God brings that person to you it won't be such a huge shock or adjustment I live alone and you know I cook a lot and when I cook I cook like I'm cooking for my husband when I come home from doing anything I come in the house and I'm like honey I'm home <laughs> one time I was talking to my mom and she was like who are you talking to you got company over there I'm like uh-uh my baby live here she's like you done moved man in I'm like no mama I'm talking about JC she's like who is JC I'm like Jesus Christ mom Jesus live here. I'm practicing. He is bae until he decide to bring his brother-in-law into my life, okay? And she like, girl, I'm about to get off the phone with you. But I am practicing. I'm practicing so that when I do have a husband that um, is the shepherd of the household, that it won't be such a shock to me after being single for so long because many um, newlyweds would tell you it's an adjustment 
it's a huge adjustment even if they've lived together you know we ain't gonna talk about that (laughs) prior to marriage it's still an adjustment once that title is on and i remember dating a guy and he he was like we have the perfect relationship i really do want to marry you but i'm afraid that if we get that paperwork and and you got that title that you gonna change i'm like nah bruh i'm still still gonna be drea you just gonna have to deal with me a whole lot more But you must trust God in any position that you are in, whether you are Abraham and you are the one that has the promise, you trust it regardless. Sarah's, you need to be secure in who you are now. Stop reflecting or or stop harboring on who you were back in the day. Them days is gone. Look at who you are now and proceed accordingly. If you don't like who you are now, then alter your actions and make the adjustment. There's there's so much room for improvement in the kingdom, whether it be collectively or individually. We must adhere. If you don't know what you need to do, ask God, ask Jesus, ask Holy Spirit. That's what Holy Spirit is for. He's our trainer, our personal spiritual trainer. One day, Holy Spirit told me, get your temple in order. I'm like, what you talking about? While I'm eating a quarter ice cream. (laughs) He said, get your temple together. So I suddenly had this mindset of I need to get in shape. I need to take care of my body. I need to make sure that I'm able to, you know, get up and down the steps. I mean, you never know. (laughs) So I went on this crazy workout and I lost like 75 pounds in, in a summer. And then, you know, other people altered their actions and I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't ready for all the attention. So I was like, uh, Holy Ghost, I'm gonna have to put you know, 50 of these pounds back on because I just feel uncomfortable. Too many people is looking at me and flirting with me. I can't handle it. But whatever God tells you to do, do it. Because he has the best intentions. You know, what they meant for evil, God means for your good. And your personal relationship with God will develop in such a way to where you could hear his voice in a whisper and you are at attention and and you will follow through. It is my prayer that each and every one of us will get to that point where we will trust God. If you didn't get anything else from this, trust God. That's what you get. Trust his word, trust his will, and trust his way. Amen. All right. I I don't know if I'm preaching to you, but I'm preaching to me. Just trust God, because God doesn't promise me some things, okay? And and I'm patiently waiting, and I'm trying to get myself in, in order so that once he brings it, I will be ready. It won't come too early, and I'll be like, I need three more months to get myself together, Lord. No, it'll be right on time. So listen, Abraham. Listen, Sarah. Hagar trust God. You cannot go wrong trusting God. If you have any doubts, remember, (laughs) he will never leave you nor forsake you, but he will be with you 
even unto the end. If you feel like it's too hot, you thrown in the furnace, listen, he's the fourth that was in there. If you feel like you're drowning, the storm getting to you, he'll walk on top of the boat and say, peace be still. If you feel like you're in a dark, depressed state, there's no light, you're surrounded by people who seek to devour you, remember the angel of the Lord will come into that dark den with you, just like he did for Daniel. But we must be honest with ourselves and stop living in illusion and delusion and and be real. Come on, you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to God and you can't lie to yourself. Let the truth reign in your life. I love each and every one of you. I swear I do. Before we go, don't end on a couple high notes. This prayer request to praise report is very personal for me because it involves someone very important to me. And this person had uh, had COVID. And it came at such a shock. It was like, what? What? What do you mean you got it? How did you get it? (laughs) We've been taking precautions. What do you mean? And not only did he have it, but other people, like nearly half his family, just all at once got it. When I tell you that the Lord, Holy Ghost was like, Andy, you got to cover him. <laughs> I took this very serious. I took it personal because it was an attack. I felt like there was some witchcraft involved. Like, how could it be possible that all these anointed people suddenly, they all have been stricken with this? So I took a personal campaign. I made sure to text them and say, look, we in this together. I don't care what happens. I'm in this with you. I'm praying. I'm fasting. I'm anointing. I, I was doing some everything in my arsenal. I was pulling it out. Do you hear me? Because the kingdom could not afford, could not afford for this person to, to go before the time. And, and, you know, I was having visions and and spiritual warfare and everything. And and then when it looked like it just wasn't working, it looked like something was off. So I called for reinforcements. <laughs> Listen, I you'll never hear me saying prayer don't work. You'll never hear me saying don't believe. But sometimes it's battles that you can't fight alone and you must send out the alarm. So I sent out the 911 SOS. I called all my intercessor friends like, look, I need you on this. I need you to pray for me because I got to go into a deep spiritual battle for a group of people. And I am determined to have victory. I'm not taking no L's. That's how sure I was. And so they like, we got you covered, evangelist. Just, we got you covered. I was like, all right, here we go. When I tell you, when I tell you, Holy Ghost was revealing things to me and and I was getting more and more powered up. And I was doing everything that I could to keep faith 
because faith is is your shield and faith powers you faith is is like your spiritual weapon of mass destruction if you can believe despite it all oh my god the the possibilities are limitless like you <laughs> listen faith get your faith weight up this is what I'm challenging us to do in this Trinity season. I've had my moments where I, I was, you know, lacking faith, but I'm grown now. And so I kept trusting, kept believing, and then, you know, uh, messaging and keeping people uplifted. And <laughs> I remember I, I texted him earlier this week and I was like, how you doing? You know, just saying, hey. Just want to know what's up and he had said a thing and i was like i got one better for you i declare that you coming out that hospital you coming home and i said it in full faith i had no doubt i hadn't talked to no doctors no other family members i just know my god and so the next day the next day somebody say the next day after the declaration the full faith declaration went forth the next day i was on facebook and i saw a picture of him and the caption said i'm home y'all oh my god to be in the hospital for i believe it was three weeks and and the declaration the touch and agree of the saints where two or three are gathered together in his name there he will be in the midst that is true i'm not gonna tell you something that ain't real i i've tried god for myself i'm still trying him and <laughs> i'm i'm a witness i am a witness your faith is the key to unlocking so many doors your faith is the key to uh higher heights new beginnings new zip codes even if you would believe if you would believe disciples listen so many times in the bible uh jesus was like you get little faith how long shall i suffer you where's your faith where's your faith so i'm asking you where is your faith where's your trust in the lord with all thine heart that's faith where is your uh and even if he don't do it, he's still my God. Where is it? Get your faith weight up. Listen, this praise report still got me excited. I'm so happy. I can't even believe it. I was telling everybody like, you know, such and such at the hospital. Glory to God. To God be the glory. Listen, in this journey, disciples, you got to have an ear to hear, a heart to receive, and feet to move when the Spirit tells you to move. I, it's my prayer that each and every one of you will grow in God and get grown in God. Stop letting the world move you and be moved by the Word of God. I love you all with the love of the Lord. Go forth, be great in God, walk in your purpose. Let's end on a high note and we're going to praise God like never before because he is everything that we need him to be. He's the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is Adonai. He is the great I am. And so I want you to trust him. I want you to lean on him and even challenge him. Believe bigger than you ever have. Believe just as much as when you paid him a couple dollars for the Powerball 
and the Mega Millions believe that God done gave you the winning number. Oh my God. I love y'all. <laughs> I'll see you all on the next episode. Let's go. If God asked you what he asked the disciples, who do men say that I am? What would you say? Do you, do you know? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call First and the last, beginning and the ending, really of the valley, bright and morning star, rose of Sharon, lion of Judah. What is his name? What is the name? Do you really know it? Then say his name, just call his name. What is his name? What is his name? Do you really know it? Then say his name Just call his name Oh, him Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Nisi Jehovah Sick of you What do you call him in your time of trouble? What do you call him?